Hello, 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 everybody, one and all, welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and not with me today, as he normally is, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. He is still on vacation, out and about, doing his thing, so today... I have brought in another very special guest host. This is a guest host that, oh man, OG uh, Friends Talking <laughs> Fantasy fans might remember way, way, way back, like in our first 10 episodes or 15 episodes or whatever it was, when we did our trip to New Zealand Um episodes it was three episodes and we also like recorded the video for that that was a whole production so we all climbed mount doom together very many years ago these are these are his credentials we, we climbed mount doom together we went you know to the to the ford where eowyn called the the water to run over the ring race we went there the ford of brunin i think it's called uh we went to rohan you know we we've seen it all uh, and we also have you know a good 25 plus years of friendship under our belt this is the third member of the friends talking fantasy og friend crew and for course of course referring to derek our lifelong friend derek thank you so much for coming on and need i also mention that derek and i have a podcast over on another channel called roger roger podcast where we talk all things star wars and uh yeah that's enough about talking to him derek welcome to the show what an intro <laughs> i mean could you hype me up anymore <laughs> i know I, I know i know it's it's pretty awesome you know on monday i uh the episode with my mother will have aired now i've got you on i'm, I'm going through all the people i know and i'm running out of people now so hopefully dylan can come back <laughs> next week so that like <laughs> i don't Jeopardy. have to try and find more people i know it's like dude i only know like two other people and one of them's my mom so it's like what am I going to do after this? This hey, is the I, end. I, she reads a lot. She's definitely has some good recommendations. <laughs> I know it. Oh, yeah. The, the fans really liked it, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I think they're going to love this, too. You know, As I said, you know, it was the three of us and then my brother as well. I have a twin brother. So it was the four of us rolling around elementary school, high school, middle school, You know, the whole mm -hmm. thing. We, you know, Dylan and I, our whole thing was that we're lifelong friends, but really Derek was there the whole time, perhaps even longer. So <laughs> you guys are in for a special treat. And if you haven't listened to those, um, those New Zealand trip ones where we did like a, we toured New Zealand, but we also saw a lot of Lord of the Rings, like movie destinations along the way you gotta go check those out they're old but you know it's a fun story we got into a lot of shenanigans back in those days yeah i really liked coming on this is my second time on in mm -hmm. case anybody well i guess third if you count um the double episode oh it was it was three episodes episode. yeah all right so it's my fourth <laughs> time on <laughs> so um, i'm glad to be back within awesome. uh, in the saddle with you yeah, on a different podcast. That's right. You know, we we see enough of each other over on the that's Roger true. Roger podcast, <laughs> so it's no it's no coincidence that we're talking about yeah, Star exactly. Wars today. As everyone could see from the title, we are discussing mm -hmm. the question: Is Star Wars fantasy? Now we are on a fantasy literature podcast, so we're going to be trying to say yes to this question, but it, you know, we're going to talk it through. We're going to have some fun talking Star Wars, and if you like what you hear uh, with Derek and I talking Star Wars and you want more of that, then go check out Roger Roger Podcast. Uh, that's, you know, that's a, it's a lot of fun. We're watching Bad Batch right now, and we're also coming up with all kinds of other Star Wars shenanigans episodes along the way. We release two episodes a week, so you'll get mm -hmm. your Bad Batch content, then you'll get your other Star Wars content. We're going to throw some other sci-fi stuff in the mix. So that's like my sci-fi side. This is my fantasy side, and now we're kind of blurring them yeah. all together. Yeah, and we even get some. Uh, Charles came up with who, who would win Star Wars edition over there. <laughs> yeah. We got some good things. I so if know. you're familiar with FTF, you'd probably like at least a little bit of Roger Roger. That's but enough true. about that. 
that's true. And enough got, of yeah. the plug. Let's get into <laughs> what the what everyone's here to listen to today. Derek is Star Wars fantasy. I would say yes. Ooh. Now, specifically, I would go with Star Wars is a fantasy plot in a sci-fi world. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Star Wars is a space opera. Star Wars is a Western in space. And right. Yeah, I see. You can really, depending on what your definition is, you could say anything is anything, really. But, right. uh, but since we're on a fantasy show, I want to give, and I've thought this before I even wanted to talk about it on FTF. Because, here, I just thought of this the other day. It's kind of, I'm sure somebody else has made this comparison. But mm-hmm. So we have a story. We have a chosen one. We have a rogue. We have a barbarian. We have a damsel in distress who turns out not to really be in that much distress. Mm. They go on an adventure. We have a mentor. Exactly. We have a mentor. We have a wizard. You know, these guys go on an adventure across the land to thwart the evil power, to thwart the evil king, emperor, what have you. Mm. They get into all sorts of different crazy situations there's a little incest to bring it contemporary with game of thrones (laughs) and it's just the comparisons there i think george uh, george lucas was influenced quite a bit by older like serials and older forms of media and a lot of those were more fantasy than sci-fi you know what i mean charles I know exactly what you mean. It's true. It's like you said, all the tropes are there. All the elements of the storytelling are there. And to me, that's a very important distinction. And I guess your answer to this question just boils down to how you, you know, where you draw the line in terms of what's science fiction, because the setting is totally sci-fi. You have spaceships, right. lasers, outer yeah, space, planets, technology, but... To me, it comes down to the story, it comes down to the characters, and it is told through this fantastical lens. There's so many elements to Star Wars that just invoke all of these things that I love about uh, fantasy stories. More so than I love, like, I love science fiction stories too, but uh, for totally different reasons. And I think a lot of the reasons why I like Star Wars is a lot of the reasons why I like fantasy, this idea of this epic quest, this adventure. You have, you know, we we, we say something here on the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast, Derek. I don't know if you're familiar with, like, hard magic versus soft yes. magic at all. Okay, you are. I, w- I was going to bring that up later, yeah. Right, so we have a soft magic system here in, exactly. in, in the terms of the Force, which we have incredible world building that is up there with any high fantasy novel right you have different religions you have these different powers you have these different cultures and regions which in this case are planets um you know you have all the tropes that you had mentioned before as well and to me that is into well into the fantastical Mm -hmm. and they're not trying to like explain technology i mean there is some discussion of trade routes and things like that in politics <laughs> in the prequels but it's not really what those movies are yeah. about it's and just the magic <laughs> system gets a little harder as you go you know right with midichlorians and all that we're gonna say <laughs> it's true but um but in in reality star wars the at least the original trilogy is an old school chosen one fantasy quest Yes. Thwart the evil empire. Oh, yeah. It's, lit- it's literal swords and sor- sorcery. They just happen to be laser swords. And the sorcery, I mean, I, th- I believe in episode four, uh, one of the um, Imperial officers makes fun of Darth Vader and calls him uh, a spa- uh, space sorcerer, something similar. I forgot what the actual <laughs> yeah. quote is, but right. it even comes up. It's, it, it's, not, by, it's not by accident. The, yeah, the roots are well really there. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even all the elements of the technology, right? Like what I love about a good sci-fi story is you'll have something like an android and you get into like, oh, how's the android made? Can the android think? Does it dream? Does it do all these things? Is it any different from a human being? You know, like these deep explorations into the technology and how it affects psychology or society where 
in Star Wars, the, no one makes any effort to explain anything. <laughs> no. It's like no in one fact, knows how they lightsabers cover burn. Up most of the oh, time. oh, absolutely. It's because don't ask them because they right. don't know. And it's like they know more now than they did yeah. back in the day, but they were just making the stuff up. So, how does lightsabers work? <laughs> Doesn't don't matter. ask me. Light speed? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Death Star? Who's yeah. asking? You know, who's Siphodius? <laughs> who's Siphodius? <laughs> there's, clone, there's clone troopers now. You should be happy. Don't worry it's about Siphodius. <laughs> 100,000 more on the way is all yeah, you have to worry exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we we don't need to be explained as to like how all these technological aspects of the story work because it ultimately doesn't really matter. It's the story of Anakin and how he how his fa- he and his family just um, progress in this universe and it's about good versus evil and it's about um you know, of that's hope another great and opposing point. a stronger force. It is about good versus evil. It's quite most of the time. You know, contemporary Star Wars has changed a little bit, mm-hmm. but in general, especially original trilogy prequels, other um, old school EU stuff, now Legends, black and white. This is good versus evil. There's some gray stuff later on where uh, Legends picks up some of the uh, not the slack, but depends what you think of it, and. It, it's good versus evil. It's really old school classical fantasy. That's what right. it is. I, what do you think when you go to the bookstore and they group sci-fi and fantasy together? Do, is that like to you? Does that? I'm not. That's all I'm gonna ask. <laughs> does, does that make sense to you? Is, is that something that you've like you know you understand and all that? I absolutely the, understand. If it's, you're mm-hmm. really trying to save space, it's not that big of a bookstore. That those are the, those go together so well because there is a crossover between a lot of I would say the the genres mesh very easily and there's an overlap between what actually is fantasy. Fantasy can be described as anything fantastical. It doesn't have to be swords and sorcery. It could be uh, uh, there's a ton of other you know Star Wars isn't the only example of this but it's a less tradition it's a less rigid sci-fi definition and I think that goes hand in hand with fantasy so I'm, i don't mind it i'd prefer it to be a little separated if you have the room but i don't mind it at all right for me sometimes with science fiction they get into this realm of like really getting into the nitty-gritty of some right. kind of technology i mean fantasy can get down into the nitty-gritty of all the like world building of all these fantastical things but mm-hmm. the so I see them grouped together. The the phrase speculative fiction is 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 used quite a bit and I and I like that as well. These ideas of just completely made up worlds and made up stories. Once you get to that point, there's not so much difference in whether technology or or magic is involved. And in Star well, Wars could, it just happens to be both. Right. Well, I think if you get that vague, I think that's a little too vague for me personally if I was mm-hmm. looking something up because mm-hmm. that can you could throw historical fiction in there as well. Yes. You know that you're uh, you're getting a little it's too much under one umbrella if yeah. it's in a bookstore. You know I mean unless you know your bookstore is the size of a coffee shop and you have like <laughs> three bookshelves. Yeah. So go for right. it, you know. Right. Do what you got to do, but mm-hmm. I I think that's a little too vague. But right. sci-fi fantasy and once you pick up the book you're going to be able to tell which is which. Right. But that brings me if we're talking about genres, here's another mm-hmm. good point. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to say it's a good point because I'm saying it. yes. <laughs> it's a point. Right? I'm glad you think it's good right. if you're going to make it. <laughs> okay, well, so I've, I've read a lot of older science fiction as well, more than I have like high fantasy and uh, um, old fantasy. Like I haven't, I know you guys are reading Wheel of Time. Um, that's above my pay grade. Right. But, but old school science fiction and lesser into the present day, but it's still there. Um, science fiction really relates to what's happening at the time mm-hmm. the book is published. You have things like anywhere from uh, 2000 Leagues Under the Sea to District 9, which is a more contemporary movie. Mm-hmm. Science fiction kind of relates to what the world is feeling or what the uh, country is thinking about or what's going on. You could uh, you could see this in the, um, any Marvel and DC comics from the the, I guess, the... 60s through 80s, 50s, even earlier. That all of that, like the atomic age, the fears of the public permeates into the medium, and that goes since Victorian science fiction. And this is not something Star Wars does at all. 
Right. So it's not classical sci-fi in that sense. I'd say that that is actually a great point. And it's true that a lot of science fiction does kind of try to puzzle through certain elements of society or history or things like that. And it reminds me of like Arrival, which is a modern uh, sci-fi movie that I love, which is about communicating with aliens. And there's the use of the scientific method in that movie like you know uh, that movie so obviously science fiction because they're trying to communicate with aliens that don't speak english right and they're they're going back and forth and back and forth and it's like okay well this is the use of the scientific method and something completely made up to tell a compelling story that may even be um topical in some way in in terms of like a, a sociological level so it's like okay uh that use of science, literally using science to tell a story yep. that that involves aliens and technology, is very sci-fi for me. And Star Wars does not use the scientific method at all. They aren't trying to do anything. Oh, there was in the prequels. It. There was that little issue they had with um, like being on their being chased and they couldn't oh. like <laughs> hyperspeed out or pull back as right. a fuel or something. But they, uh, who knows if they should have tried that or not. But they embraced those things a little bit but still they break their own rules though they break their own rules and why people watch star wars is not for that that's not what it's known for so that's why people get upset sometimes yeah because hardcore sci-fi fans have a kind of a mindset of you know this is space space works like this what are you doing it's because star wars does not work like a sci-fi it (laughs) works like a fantasy and not like you know you could have a contemporary fantasy where the rules make sense magic it's a hard magic system and you know gravity's exactly the same you know but star wars just it's fantasy in the literal word not the genre it's a fantasy anything can happen right you know exactly so what the the phrase that is used to describe Star Wars and the creator George Lucas uses this phrase is a space opera. So to like that the only time I've ever really heard space opera used besides like you know there's a few other movies and stories none of which come immediately to mind mm-hmm. that, that aren't just like Star Wars ripoffs are are is this phrase space opera is, is that just saying uh, fantasy in space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I believe most operas were exaggerated pieces of plays. You know, I'm not an opera buff. I can't really tell you. But I think mm-hmm. it's kind of just... And I don't know if George Lucas really watched that much opera, but <laughs> I think it's just a f- fancy way of saying it's it's a story. Enjoy the story. Stop thinking about the specifics. Especially, you know, if I'm going to break it down a little in my head, an opera, it's, you know, like a play. You kind of have to immerse yourself in it, let go of reality a little bit. Forget that that's a set, you know? Forget that you see a guy in the background moving something and they the curtain comes down and they... It, I mean, literally, the curtain comes down in half the shots. Yeah, they I mean, the, the transition know, the swipes. swipes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's his way of saying, guys, you got to take this a little less seriously. I He has really some really good themes, a lot of really good... I mean, the, the, the plot is great in some of them, but it's not supposed to be taken seriously as iRobot. You know, right, yeah, the the hard science is not going to get in the right. way of the story. He's, tell, he's telling a story, exactly. Yeah. It's a story. It's Enjoy about family. Story. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's about family. And that's what, you know, makes... Uh, did I see this phrase, opera, and to me it just means just like epic storytelling, the focus on story and this idea of it being a longer form. With a lot of pageantry, too, though. Yes, yes. And you have romance and these epics, huge themes like good versus mm-hmm. evil and hope and all of that. And right. and overcoming this great threat and all, all of these things. And so that's what I take from it. And I mean, that sounds a lot like fantasy to me. But right. I, the fantasy, like, has there been a fantasy opera i'm sure there has been but it's certainly not a term that has that has taken off so it's interesting i feel it like only took off because he said it oh yeah i mean space yeah. opera just works for star oh, wars oh yeah it sounds great you know right 
it sounds awesome and, and it and it puts the pressure off of all of the science having to like mm-hmm. work out it makes people be like hey you like space and stuff but like what if that was the setting to tell this epic high level story that focuses mm-hmm. on characters and reveals and, yeah, and drama yeah, and I think the fantasy genre fits it because people go with the Western. They also I hear people say that too, and mm-hmm. I've heard the argument for it. And yeah, like like I said earlier, you can frame anything how you want if you use the right words and you give the right points, and you know you make the characters. Like I started out saying, "Hey, look, there's a bunch of D and D characters going on a mission, you know, right. like mm-hmm. or a quest, not a mission, but and so you can frame anything you want if you're you kind of word it the way you want. But I think there's enough more points that show. The influences, I mean, the, the influences and how it's written and how the story develops and the key characters, it's more of a fantasy than anything else. It's a sci-fi right. setting. Right. And to me, it's it's opera also is about the drama of like, okay, we're here for this like story. You have in the first two seconds, you have the main character who is in this no-name nobody and all of a sudden he's... he's his whole life was destroyed and he's whisked off into this like epic adventure and, right. and people die and people get this, these reveals and there's these romances and all these things. You're like, Oh man, it's the, it's the drama of it all that, that drives this, this story. Mm-hmm. And think of how many, uh, cho- how many fantasy novels can you think of where it starts off similar? Starts off, somebody's fa- entire family dies, and they end up having to go on a quest, and they end up being the chosen one. <laughs> Old school. It's less contemporary now because it's been done to death, but yes. more than more th- in fantasy than in sci-fi. I'll tell you that. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, fantasy is just so full of tropes like those, and I mean, st- uh, science fiction. Every genre has its tropes. It's what makes them the genre that they're in, and makes them so fun and. I think that's why Star Wars struck this really unique balance. It it created flashy, cool tech in the terms of all these cool ships. And, I mean, who doesn't love a lightsaber and the blaster fire and all of these cool, cool things? And, and then it, it keeps you going with the, with the focus on the narrative and the story and, and the characters and the drama. So it's like... I think that's what just has made Star Wars so popular since the beginning is its unyielding creativity, its deep dive into the fantastic, but embracing these space themes that so clearly were the inspiration for making these movies. It's like, I want to make a space, you know, a movie set in space and the ambition of it and the production of it and like that that magic that was captured by star wars that has caused it to be you know all these years later this huge cultural phenomena that has is still is still coming out with stuff that everyone watches and kids love and all these other things i i I think it's that unique balance the fact that you can't you can't like pigeonhole it too directly only serves its its to its benefit yeah, and I think it made it more accessible, too. Yeah. Some people yeah. see sci-fi, they think old-school Star Trek, they think, you know, especially at the time, they think, oh, Buck Rogers, they think Flash Gordon. It's not stuff that everybody wanted to, you know, the nerds, or the, you know, the sci-fi nerds, that's what they did. This version of sci-fi, still sci-fi, but it has a whole story that really wasn't being told right. in that setting. Got it. Where do Especially you think... cinematically. You know, oh, for books sure, are different, for sure. But... And I mean, fantasy has the same things, too. It's right, like back in like the 60s or something, if you're making a fantasy movie, it was like, okay, it's different than what we perceive fantasy. It's like, okay, this was before Game of Thrones where fantasy was like sexy right. and cool. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah, the, and before the Lord of the Rings movie, like you were making a fantasy movie, you run the risk of it being, you know, kind of lame because it's There like... are very few examples of solid fantasy movies before. <laughs> for 2000 yeah and even then a lot of them are are like technically fantasy okay like the wizard of oz or something like that it's like okay yeah that's a fantasy movie but you know it's not like it's a swords and sorcery fantasy Mm -hmm. movie nowadays you get tons of awesome fantasy content and right you know i just think it's stories like these where do you think something like uh this is kind of a curveball here something like all these superhero movies fits 
and all of this. Uh, like, how right. does how does Star Wars like? Why is Anakin not a, a superhero, even though he totally <laughs> is? I, I get it's like yeah. a really interesting kind of, you know, it's like okay, well, here's these characters that a lot of them have lots of cool tech, a la Batman or Iron Man or something like that. And we love to talk about, oh, nanobots. <laughs> like nanobots can do a lot of stuff for Tony Stark, and we don't really have to question it. But is it fantasy? It doesn't really feel that way. Like, to me anyway, I'm wondering, right. like, if would you consider, like, all these Avengers movies, like, fantasy? And how it's, like, why is it not, to me, it's not as obviously fantasy as, like, a Star Wars movie is. Right. Um, I think to if I my real answer is that they made their own genre. It developed superhero <laughs> is now a genre, yeah. which I never thought would happen. <laughs> At, you know, that's it is. It really is. Now lower down, I would say, hey, you throw these in the sci-fi fantasy section. Yes. Now these are cop-out answers, but that's that's right. Where and I, I would guess like there's also these go. action elements, which I mean, Star Wars has, and you know, I was about to say if I was going, action. yeah. If I was going to drop it down to a, you made me choose, mm-hmm. they're action movies. You put them yeah. in the same thing. There's no reason John McCain, uh, John McClane. <laughs> yeah, it's like John, okay. Mc- John McCain, the politician. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know? He's an action star. No. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a superhero. Yeah. He really is. You know, yeah. what? he got shot walking over glass. I mean, he's a person with superhuman abilities. Rambo, <laughs> you know, like, these yeah. are. I think that if you had to give them a real genre name, all of the superhero movies are mostly action movies. Yeah. But did you want me to pick a, pick a sci-fi or fantasy? Is that where you want? Not necessarily. I just mm-hmm. to me, like I was trying to think of like the spectrum and I think they're closer at, a la Star Wars, they're closer to um fantasy than yeah. real sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, some of elements. them really yeah. get into like time travel and right. alternate universes and uh, these different kinds of technological developments and things like that. But it's like you said, it's become its own genre. Really, but it also it really matters what your definition of the genres are. Because right now in this conversation, we've been pretty strict that sci-fi is kind of a the movies that. You know, they don't even have to be that futuristic. It could be movies that tell a, a well, most of them are a futuristic look or a different look at problems in society or what's going on in the, you know, world hive mind, if you will, that and relate that into a thought provoking story. Right. Or, or put a big part of that, even a small part, like in Alien, the whole – the corporation is basically the bad guy. Now, right. the, uh, m- movies have been doing that for an age, but that's another example of, hey, this – we're getting to a point where we're seeing a lot of companies get a lot more power than they had, and that's a problem. They're ruining the environment. Right. They're ruining other things, and that was a, a theme. Not – that was a theme in Alien. Right, and they also drew heavily from like horror influences right of course, you, that's of course. Like oh yeah a, i mean that's a that's a horror movie it's a sci-fi, sure. horror sci-fi horror film horror, yeah. yeah so it's interesting and i think it just comes down to like look what is even the point of trying to <laughs> classify categorize all of these things you know it, it, it's interesting it's because it's in the title <laughs> we have to <laughs> uh spoken like yeah. a real host not someone that's <laughs> been through this a while <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It's like, oh, yeah, we I, have a premise we have to yeah. talk about? Okay. No, but I absolutely agree. All of these things are so arbitrary. As long as you have a description that makes sense and you could get a classification system that works, it's not too rigid, and you don't get too obsessed where these things land, and you don't really need to get into a debate whether, you know, are they plot-based, are they theme-based, are they location-based? You kind of tell. You can kind of tell what movie's what by just watching it. Right. That's all. It's about. I think it's more about feel than about definition. I thought you were going to say it's about family there for a second. I was like, (laughs) you're going to take that whole point you just weaved and undercut it with a joke. (laughs) I wish. If I thought of it, I would have. No, no. The point you made was too good for that. For that line, and I agree completely. It's like, look, these, (laughs) like, the blending of genres, especially in this modern age where there's so many creators trying to tell unique stories on the shoulders of 
these other classic works of fiction, it, it's kind of hard, and you and you have to try and subvert the tropes, and you have to pull in influences yeah. from other genres, and it, it makes things harder to define, but it makes the stories so much better. And yeah. Star Wars, to me, was one of these early moments in cinema, and you know it, it transfers over to this to modern age when you compare it to fantasy which is now permeated cinema as well and it's like wow they really were like pulling from all these influences to tell this story and, you know george lucas goes yep. on to say exactly and like you know, there's like samurai influences and german yeah. influences and right. different he kinds d- of religious and old influences. radio influences he doesn't have any sci-fi influences at all i mean right. I'm, that's not at all there's some i think flash gordon is one but like that's again hardly a sci-fi right there are and again under the really strict definition if you have to mm-hmm. but his influences were other things like samurai movies those are uh, really amazing movies that have overarching themes and stuff it's not it's even less about the plot in some of them yeah it's you could see where his influences were and what the story ended up being and that's why he had more and i'd say even some of those things have fantasy elements to them yes i agree completely and that's what you know makes us one of the many, many reasons that we are huge Star Wars fans, you know, we, we, we've seen a lot of the movies together and um, Dylan was with us for some of them. And we've had mm-hmm. long conversations about the characters and the plots and the stories mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's, we saw what episode eight together. I th- all three of us, right? I think so. Yeah. And then we Chris saw Solo. You oh, guys yeah. may have gone without me on that one. Me, Dylan, um, and Chris. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, who knows? These Between the, the four of us, we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of movies together. So, um, yeah, it's just that, you know, we, we're we a huge fan. And for for many reasons, and it's it all comes down to, look, it's a, it's a fun thing to watch. It's a great story. It's very compelling. It looks cool. It sounds cool. And the characters are cool. The story's nice. It's like all these things that that make it good. And is is it fantasy in part? Yes. Is it sci-fi? Sure. Yes. It take, it's a science fiction setting, but right. hey, fantasy story. You know what it really way. is? Yeah. It's Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Wow. There's quite literally <laughs> nothing like it. It's yeah. it's its own it's like the superhero movies. Star and you know what it's becoming its own genre too. <laughs> they're, they're pumping out. Yes, exactly. Content, it's but. now its own TV genre for sure. It's you know, you go on to Disney Plus, it's like, do you want the Marvel genre or do right. you want the Star Wars genre? Or do you want the Disney yeah, classic a, genre? It's higher it's build like, than <laughs> Disney stuff. Like it's crazy. Yeah, well it's like it's it's getting people talking and it gets fans together like very few stories have even like you know lord of the rings story like people love those but they just it's not like a culture around the fandom like star wars has it it's gone Um, around around the fandom i i would disagree i think the lord of the rings fandom has a pretty strong culture oh they do but i mean we have star wars conventions i just think it's because star wars has the benefit of new content coming out all the time and they're always doing all of these these things it's it's and you know we have all these new TV shows coming out, like the right. Bad Batch, that is currently going on an ongoing thing that we have lots mm-hmm. to say about. And uh, yeah, and talk about like expanding your your universe, ex- expanding your world building, like telling auxiliary stories in your world is such a thing that I see in fantasy all the time, and it's something that Star Wars is succeeding in today we have the bad batch which is right. just not what you would consider the a-list characters from the star wars movies it's you know a subsect that we're witnessing scenes in star wars history that we all know and we're getting the story through their perspective and that is such like a another chalk another point for the in the fantasy column for that because it's like now we're getting these shows like oh we're getting a pov from obi-wan's point of view we're getting a pov from ahsoka's point of view it's 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 adds to the world building you know there's an author that dylan and i've been reading a lot jobber crombie and they do he's doing the same thing he's telling he's writing standalone stories that use the time within his trilogy that he's famous for to tell stories and he brings certain characters in from those stories and he 
brings in new characters to get new perspectives. And it's this part of world building and storytelling that a lot of genres use. Right. But to me, it just pulls so far into the into the fantastical. And like, I don't know, it's just a good time to be a Star Wars fan and a good time to be a fantasy fan. Yeah, well, especially if you if you like both, because yeah. bringing up the the TV cinematic universe, I know that's not the right phraseology <laughs> of Star Wars, is again um, very different. I think all of the new stuff is still fantasy. The yes. Mandalorian, it, they're not. It's not relating to uh, current themes. It's not. It it's 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 really just Star Wars right. and everything that's going on. It's about it's about family. It's about, <laughs> I mean, you have the Mandalorian and um, I'm going to go with the child. Avoid spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have the Bad Batch, which is literally about family. Yeah. And I guess maybe it is about family, Charles. <laughs> it's always about family. It's what <laughs> but, I'm telling you. <laughs> but all of this stuff, there are no real world themes. There's no, sure, there's future tech. There's all this stuff, but it doesn't really feel like sci-fi it feels like an adventure right and which is totally different than um another serialized thing star trek which i was going to bring up star trek (laughs) star trek also you know has uh cons they have the trekkies they have a passionate fan base spin-off tv shows but the thing is every most other than the most recent ones most renditions of star trek are very heavy sci-fi. Yes. There's a lot of technical stuff. There's a lot of themes that um, were things that happened in real life came. There's to ethical be on the show. dilemmas as the result right. of technology. Expe- the There's first the interracial TV method. kiss was on Star Trek because yes. they wanted to prove a point. Like all of this stuff happened for a reason. It's something sci-fi has been doing since at least the late Victorian era. I yes. mean, the time machine is another good example. About yeah, you the know, wonder and what people were feeling and thinking and or worried about. Exactly. And it's it's so interesting you brought up Star Trek because I was gonna do that at like the exact same oh, point that you did. <laughs> no, it's good because it means that the we're on the same page here because that's another like two fan bases, Star Wars and Star Trek. Like I, I never got into a debate of like, oh, which is better, but it, it, it's kind of like the as we were growing genres, up. Man. Yeah, as we were growing up, that was that thing of like, oh, Star Trek, Star Wars, like mm-hmm. the, the and the difference between them. Um, and, and that's why I think the the fans fight so much. Yeah. It's because some are sci-fi fans and the others are fantasy fans. And then they're like, well, no, this is better because of these reasons. <laughs> okay, but those are fantasy reasons. Well, this is better because of these reasons. Well, those those are sci-fi reasons. You know, you exactly. could like more than one thing. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> I, I think that the modern fandoms have kind of come together. And it's interesting to see a show like Picard, which is the latest Star Trek thing yep. that... I have not seen it. I don't have CBS All Access, but from my understanding, it's very drama focused and not so much from like the old Star Trek TV series that people yes. are used to. Right. And I got a point about. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going on tangents. It's like an episode of Roger Roger. <laughs> it's like an episode uh, of FDF too. So we're all. Oh good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, d- d- yeah. You guys are a little better at keeping on track than. I am, though. <laughs> um, but, okay, so the thing is, modern Star Trek is more like st- old Star Wars. It's hysterical. Yeah. It's all about drama. There's relationships. The new Star Trek uh, Star Trek movies are action movies. They're not sci-fi movies. Right. They tried a little bit to work in some theming, but, they're, I mean, you have Spock beating up a guy on a train and screaming. Like, this yeah. is not, you know, that's... Yeah. They, they're action movies in a sci-fi setting, and that's great. But it's it's funny that there was just this weird switch because that's I don't know, man. It's it's just an interesting watching the timeline of Star Wars and Star Trek and even some of the, um, you know, more like uh, like Game of Thrones. Just watching how these things develop and end up on a long term scale is just fascinating to me. Oh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And we're going to get a Wheel of Time TV show at some point this year coming out. There's a new Dune coming out. So it's like. It'll be interesting to see how we can... Because t- Wheel of Time is one of those ones that you could get 
scientific about the magic if you wanted to. And so it'll be interesting to see the approach that they take. But I have a feeling it's all going to be like Game of Thrones. But that's just me. Uh, I have not seen any previews or trailers or anything. This is just my personal bias, but that's okay. Uh, So, yeah, it's just these stories are coming out at a rate faster than ever before and yeah, we're I mean, able to watch them and any different places and read them and it's it's interesting to see but the one thing that has remained constant is star wars and maybe we'll come full circle where star wars has one of these spin-off tv shows that's just like heavy science fiction a la star trek and then then we'll know we come back love around that, charles I yeah love that. <laughs> i think i we we do we copy ftf all the time we do pitching shows and stuff yeah one of my pitches was i think a um a, a, a star wars the uh, star wars themed show but really hardcore sci-fi like there's actual you know, basically, it's like uh, I we worked it into Star Wars Visions, where it could be just a standalone story of the week. It yeah. doesn't have to be an overarching, dramatic story. Sometimes you just want to watch an episode that has nothing to do with the other ones. You know, that's right, that's right, and yeah, and that's the beauty of telling stories in these vast, ever-expanding worlds. Is you can yeah. create different kinds of stories that draw from different influences, whether it's horror, science fiction, comedy. It's like we can get it all. And yeah, mixing the genres is some of the best stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's I love taking horror, tropes we're familiar with and developing them into new places and. And Star Wars has been doing that f- for a long time. Yeah. And all of our favorite sci-fi and fantasy stories do that, too. And it's you know, just what just makes a good story. And we talk to a lot of fantasy fans on the show through social media at the FDF Podcast 1 and all of that. And there's a generous amount of overlap with Star Wars fans. Just oh, think, yeah. like people in the world know and like star wars it's a good chance they <laughs> like star wars. yeah it's like do you exist do you like like you know do you live in america and have like an access to to tv and like do you keep up with yeah. popular culture in you the past probably 60 have a years positive influence of star yeah wars. exactly so it's like uh we do get a lot of star wars fans and yes it's, it's it makes sense to me. I don't know. Like I, we 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 do open ourselves up to more sci-fi. We have read a few science fiction books for the show, and they're always great. And it's it's like you said, it's sci-fi fantasy. The line is so blurred. Yeah. It's it's so thin. Extremely. Yeah, and to to and try then even and... throw in subgenres into that. It's all defining everything. You know, we don't have to. You know, look at blockbuster anymore. Right. You know, you don't need yeah. to find your movie in a spot and it's not something it's something right. you've never heard of. Right. If you're on Netflix, HBO, you're on demand on your TV, you're looking for a movie anywhere on the computer. You right. can easily read a description and you can su- suggestions for you. It doesn't matter what genre it is. If you're going to like yeah. it, you're going to like it. And that's that's the important thing. Exactly. And we asked the question today is Star Wars fantasy more to use as a vehicle of being like discussion why all these awesome fantasy influences exist in star wars and why we like star wars so much and why you may like the roger roger podcast (laughs) why that connection what a plug be made for you because guys this this kind of high level yes derailed banter can only occur on the (laughs) friends talking fantasy podcast and on roger roger podcast you know we're we're keeping the friend network alive through this little uh um early stages of a podcast network it's a lot of fun and it's it's just from a love of of stories and star wars just happens to be the umbrella that we put under our conversations for stories but you know we love to talk about science fiction too we we keep saying that and at some point we are going to do something I, yeah I but think we we're keep talking thinking about, of other things to do and it pushes it back. yeah i know so it's there's no shortage of ideas for us right now we're in the very early stages of the show we've done like what 16 episodes 19 episodes 19 yeah. 19 episodes so we're still in the very it's about early where stages. i came on last time wasn't it? yeah exactly that's crazy that's, that's around the number when you came on for FTF, ftf so yeah. you can imagine how like 
in its infancy FTF was. So yeah. there's so much that's going to change and happen. We talked about maybe watching Blade Runner, which mm-hmm. is gets Harrison m- Ford connection. Harrison Ford connection, that's right. The sci-fi connection kind of. I want to watch Aliens. I know you you've never seen it, right? I've seen Alien. I haven't oh, seen Alien. Aliens. Aliens. I've only seen yeah. Alien. It's the same movie, just a different place. <laughs> and <laughs> it's really I, good, though. <laughs> I'm fine with that, dude. I, I love, I love Alien. I don't know why I haven't seen the others. Uh, yeah. That doesn't make any oh, sense. You, you're good with two, if you really. <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens. Like I know, like the scenes that get referenced, like yeah. when Sigourney Weaver's in like the mech bot and stuff like that, which right. we don't want to get into what happens. But you know, well, like, if you haven't seen. Well, I guess some people haven't seen <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so let's Oh, well, if you haven't seen it, you know, you already know the spoilers. It's like, you know, somebody somebody's father. And it's like, yeah, it's like and it's not even like it's not even like the point of that movie anyway. The point no, not is at like, all. it's yeah. a very like like the ambiance of the movie is, is really interesting and be, do you want to be scared and there's some kind of body horror stuff and things like that too, which yeah. I am a fan of. I'm always down for that. And yeah, so we're gonna try and bring more of those. And you know, Blade Runner, original Dune, I think, also oh, yeah, has an Dune? umbrella that I think is another one that could be multiple categories. Yes, we should definitely do Dune. I know that new movie comes out in October, so we should definitely be planning for that. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So we've we've got maybe we'll read some books who knows maybe we'll bring dylan on at some point in yeah, time yeah i, I definitely there's a lot of good sci-fi books man i definitely do that yeah and so. even a short i know you i know your reading schedule is nuts so i even have i one of my favorites i don't know if anybody else has read this is hg wells is the time machine it's super short mm. here's here's my literature plug right now okay. it's super short i love this it's like a little novella uh it, you could read it in like a day if you really wanted to i wouldn't recommend it but it's like it's great I've never read it. it. Yeah. It's like Ooh. one of my favorite books. It's not even a book, but it's I, I really like the story there. It's very wow. clever. Cool. Um, and just so you guys know, if you're listening this long, I don't just like uh, sci-fi stuff. As you, uh, as Charles said, we went to New Zealand just to we walk, climb go through Mount the Lord of the Rings. Doom, right. people. Uh, li- the little, <laughs> yeah, really. And, you know, I, I have literally, Charles is looking, I have a... A poster of Middle Earth <laughs> behind me, framed. Yeah, that we got Weta in Wellington and what a studio is Right, <laughs> um, and I. The, what my point is, so I'm. At, I just read the forward to the second edition of Lord of the Rings, right? And I on a, on a plane, and I wanted to just mention uh, this popped into Ooh, my head. Okay, this is it's a really funny Tolkien excerpt. Oh. Uh, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But, so, if anybody's listening this long, this they is need a to deep check cut, out. guys. Yeah, um, it's just pretty funny. It's um, here we go. Some who have read the book or at any rate reviewed it have found it absurd, contempt- contemptuous, um, and I have no cause to complain because I have similar op- opinions of their works. I thought he was just <laughs> being pretty, uh, pretty nasty, but no. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of endearing. I mean, when you're innovating, in in this case that Tolkien was, it's like, it's so easy for at the time to be like, what is this nonsense, dude? He makes no sense. He's he's making these things up. But it's, you know, it's just creative storytelling. And when you come from a place and, I mean, does it get any more epic in themes than, you know, you have, you have... Lord of the Rings, good versus mm-hmm. evil, hope, all of these things, like humble beginnings going up against this all-powerful threat. It's right. it's all these things that we've known and loved about Star Wars that we love about. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, Lord of the Rings. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> and to bring it back onto like the genre a little bit. Mm-hmm. So later in this forward, Tolkien talks about how a lot of people, you know, there's a difference between an analogy and kind of and what classical sci-fi does in genre about talking about um you know people the point is people were considering for a lot of years that tolkien was using uh world war one and two for in and out uh as analogies in his book uh in all the books really Mm. and he says of course parts of my personal experience any author it's going to permeate into whatever their medium is writing painting anything mm. but it's not has nothing to do with that this story was planned from the beginning and his experiences stepped into it but did not there nothing's like an allegory for a war 
right. real war. Mm-hmm. And that I thought that was interesting. And not that, mm-hmm. you know, of course, this is not a, a staple that could run across every author and every... Um, in every story. Work of fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah story, fantasy story specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just interesting that here is an example of kind of something what I'm saying, that this has nothing to do with real life. Yeah, you have the author purposely, purpose, yeah. purposefully saying like, hey, like this is not an allegory for a war or anything like right. that. This is a fun story that Which I I've didn't created. know. Yeah, I, I mean, a know. lot... Like, I can see the influence of Tolkien's service in World War One in the story, Absolutely. but do I, I almost, think it's yeah. about World War One? Like, not necessarily. And, yeah, well, I thought I thought it might. I never thought it was about World War One or World War Two, but right. I thought there was a. I thought it was more influential than it was. And after reading this, it not at all. It's it was a big viewpoint changer for me. Yeah, no, that's interesting because I always got these themes of like brotherly love and camaraderie, things Which that is huge in a lot of World War uh, One novels. Yeah, we, exactly, and it, it's it's something that he, it seems to me like he very obviously experienced because his relationship between Frodo and Sam do that so right. well, and it's something that only someone that could have had real life experience have written something like that but that doesn't mean that we have to make a political statement or a socio-economical statement or anything like that he's trying to take you to he's trying to create a brand new world and put you in it and tell a story in it and that to me is what star wars does as well it's hey george lucas had a very specific vision of i want to take people into a totally new environment create this new world and tell a, an opera in mm-hmm. it tell a drama in it and and entertain people and that's the yeah that's and the connection. another good parallel which hey this is a good thing we went on a tangent guys, <laughs> um is that so Tolkien had his idea not after it took a while after the Hobbit to come up with the whole idea, but he had it from, bef- I guess the starting of writing Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But I know he retconned a couple of things from the Hobbit, so he didn't have everything planned, but it was in his head. Mm-hmm. But so George Lucas, similar, he knew about the he could picture the fight between Obi Wan and Anakin. During the scene where um, Obi-Wan is talking to Luke about the Clone Wars and huh. mentioning his dad, he knew that already. Mm-hmm. So this is just another, you know, an example of a, a, a an author or a creator having this vision, this fantastical vision of their head yeah. in their head and taking years and years to build it and bring it to life yeah um and just not this has nothing to do really with proving my point that star wars is a fantasy i just thought it was a really interesting parallel that i didn't consider until right now just, yeah it's kind of a weird of coincidence like, yeah this, when you're telling an ex, this an expanded world you are trying to build history into it and there's so much history in something like Game of Thrones, right? The, yeah. uh, George Another Martin one. has re- published yeah. volumes of stuff about the history of the Targaryen family and all these other things. And then you could you could read all of these extended notes and journals that have been bound and published from Tolkien. And it's yeah. like, wow, these guys were doing all of this. And Lucas was playing the long game with his stories. He had ambitions to tell all kinds of stories. And fortunately, the first couple movies took off and he was able to tell a lot of them and now it's in the hands of new creators telling new stories so yeah i mean it's it's interesting to hear that kind of that that storytelling influence pulled in and just the way fantasy stories are told and prepared the meta i'm sure there's contradictions to that too you know yeah and any genre really i'm sure like i said we're not trying to prove use this to prove a point but it is something that i think is integral to coming up with a kind of epic an epic tale really yeah i mean if you are a hardcore fantasy fan love brandon sanderson robert jordan all the tolkien and you're like yo keep that star wars stuff out of the genre that's totally fair and fine (laughs) i 
I, I agree I with you in many too ways. Hard. I think you're trying too hard. <laughs> I think if you gave it a chance, you'd probably like it. Yeah, give it a chance. Maybe. Some Check out a few episodes of Roger Roger. Maybe try out The Bad Batch and, and then watch our follow-up discussions on the episodes. You know, those kinds of things. But I also get it. You know, I get it. It It is space and lasers and space travel and technology and all robots all that stuff People is can there teleport aliens yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly aliens what there's mythical beasts yeah. and there's mythical beasts gods races. deities yeah. yeah all these other right. yeah the, Vermin. right but the, the one thing we can all agree on is we love a good story and that's what yeah. these stories have done for us star wars guys if you again if you are a fan of star wars Check or you out. just like me more yeah, than Yeah, or you liked the banter that you heard today, and you're like, you know what? Like, <laughs> let's get this guy on the show and forget whoever it was that has been doing this the past hundred and thirty something times. Check out Roger Roger. That's what it's for. It's what it's for, guys. So go over and listen to that. You won't be disappointed. And um, yeah, otherwise, uh, Derek, thank you so much for being on this show. Are there any parting words you'd like no, to express? Just, yeah, no, I'm just really happy to be back. I love being on the show. Oh, and yeah. uh, you guys have you guys have made me read more than I have in a while. <laughs> so that's that's oh, awesome. I mean more more fantasy specifically than in a while. Yeah. That's that's awesome to hear, man. Yeah, no, we've we've um We've we've really enjoyed talking fantasy and you know getting out reading. Like I've read more books in the past year than I've had oh, I in can't a imagine. long I can't time. Imagine. In a long time, probably ever. Right? Yeah, probably. I mean, a book every two weeks is a lot for me, and that's kind of the cl- the pace that we're working at these days. So, yeah, I mean, the year prior to starting Roger Roger, I don't think I was reading a book a month. So, yeah, yeah. it's been a big change, but I've, I've been really enjoying it, and I've been really enjoy chatting with you today like i've said you know we, we all grew up together so we're all in the same crew and i'm glad that we're able to to work together and doors always open i'm sure dylan's sad that he missed out on our hangout sesh record sesh right now but uh, you know he's the one that chose to be out on vacation <laughs> so his loss <laughs> <laughs> well i'd be happy to come on any other time or yeah. we could try to get dylan on dylan has to show. come on roger roger man that's the thing that see the thing is hopefully listening to this he's not even gonna listen to this episode <laughs> um <laughs> i think he, he will likes... just to make sure we don't smack yeah. talk him too much <laughs> um but maybe he'll find we got to find something more star wars related that he would like because he yeah i understand liking the prequels too much the original trilogy if you're not super into it i get it um but we want to discuss something that he's passionate about Star Wars. So if you guys have any ideas, tweet him. Yeah, or D- Dylan is a Star Wars to, fan. Yeah. He's just not as passionate as us. So coming up with like a fun Oh yeah, he saw all the movies. He's, he's seen all the movies. We've had yeah. long conversations. He has opinions. So we mm-hmm. will find a way no, to but we want to find something that he loves more than the other stuff so we can talk about it on yeah. on Roger Roger. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I think we might pull on some of his psychology uh, influences. Oh yeah, how, how could we not? And, and 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 get some of his opinions there. But that's just something you guys will just have to wait on because that is so. Far. We can barely, we can't even get him to show up to our own podcast, <laughs> let alone get him to show up to another one. So we're gonna go ahead and get that schedule out and make something happen because because uh, yeah, we all gotta be uh, we all gotta be in this together now. So. It's all about family in the end, after all, and I, you guys are are like my brothers. So, super happy Absolutely. to be talking. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Derek, again, guys, host of the Roger Roger podcast, along with me. Co-host, don't sell yourself short, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> well, I said along with me, I'm a host as well. You're you're also a host, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So don't miss yeah. out on it. Thank you all so much for uh, putting up with. Uh, all of this banter yeah. and uh, nobody, Charles, nobody's listening. <laughs> it's been an hour. I know, I know. But if anybody's there and you disagree with my um, Star Wars is a fantasy more than sci-fi, or if you have any other good points that I missed, and I'm sure I missed a lot because we're kind of just free-forming this discussion, right? Uh, 
hit me up on Roger Roger Pod at uh, Twitter and Instagram. Probably That's Twitter right, guys. That. Roger Roger Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check yeah. it out. We'd and, like to talk about this stuff. Oh, dude, cool. yeah, we we would. We're we're very active on social media, and then you know Dylan and I are out there as well on our personals and on the FTF accounts. So there's all kinds of shenanigans going down all the time. So be sure to check that out and. Um, yeah, Derek's voice on Roger Roger Pod is awesome. So any Star Wars fan would be down. Like I just saw your like episode announcement for our latest Bad Badge discussion, and I I approve. So <laughs> awesome stuff. And I think that's enough. I think we just got to end this, or we're gonna be up all night at this rate. Yeah, that's true. We're recording late. <laughs> we are recording very late. So I'm gonna go ahead. If if you couldn't tell already, but we are recording late. So I'm just gonna go ahead and play the outro music now. Let's Here hear it. we go. I've been waiting for it. Well, here it is. Thank you all so much for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you like what you heard today, check us out over on Twitter at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end or on Instagram at the FTF Podcast. And also, guys, if you like what you heard today, check out Derek and I's relatively new show called Roger Roger, a Star Wars podcast over at Roger Roger. Roger Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you have some extra time and you just so happen to be listening on an Apple device, rate both of those shows five stars and then maybe scroll down and write a nice little review as well. Anything you guys can do would be greatly appreciated, but just listening, guys. Just listening more than enough. Thank you all so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Derek, thank you again for coming on the show and helping us out and being our co-host for today. What a professional this guy is. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, when you've done it enough times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to help, Charles. Anytime you need a hand, let me know. Oh, that means so much. Thank you, friend. And then, as always, go forth and conquer, friends.